0: Hello, welcome to the Market Weekly podcast. I'm Daniel Morris, Chief Market Strategist, and I'm joined this week by Olivier de la Roussière, who is our global head of multi strategy fixed income, to talk about Eurozone interest rates. But before we turn to Olivier, an update on what else is happening in the markets, we could start perhaps with Brexit is back. Not clear really that it ever left, but maybe wasn't quite so front and center in investors' minds for a while. But as we approach, uh, which should be a real deadline of the end of the year, Uh, seemingly little progress on getting over the finish line. And what we've heard anyway is a 98% uh, concluded agreement, but evidently that last 2% uh, is proving to be quite tricky. Uh, We see stories and images of trucks backed up at the ports, rumors of panic buying. But for all of that, the markets actually so far still seem to be pretty calm. Sterling is down less than 2% from the recent highs. So the markets or investors seem to be counting on a deal at the last minute, uh, and hopefully they're right. Elsewhere in the markets, we've seen a partial reversal of the reflation trades that we've had over the last month following the initial announcement of the first vaccine results. Equity markets seeming to get a little bit more nervous, some hiccups in the rollout of the vaccines, perhaps falling odds for another stimulus package in the U.S., rising restrictions both in U.S. and in certain countries in Europe, as you see rising infection rates uh, and maybe even some regulatory threats for the tech sector. That nervousness is also being reflected in U.S. Treasury yields, where they've fallen uh, somewhat from the highs that we had reached a week or so ago. And we also do see boon yields falling, but arguably for somewhat different reasons, but we'll have to ask Olivier about that. We also see the dollar bouncing back after several weeks of declines across many currencies. Uh, But for all of that, we have not changed our still pretty positive view for the medium term outlook. Uh, We appreciate there's inevitably going to be some bumps in the road. I think that's probably what we're seeing right now. But for example, Uh, The latest data we got on U.S. sentiment showed that, so far, it's holding up pretty good, uh, and hopefully that will continue. So now let's turn to our expert guest, Olivier. The ECB recently announced its decision to expand and extend its quantitative easing program. Given the economic downturn, the strong euro, this is understandable. But are these measures really likely to have much impact on the eurozone economy? What about Eurozone interest rates?
1: Yes, hello, Daniel, um, you're right. Uh, this was uh, the big topic for this week, high expectations uh, from all financial markets, uh, considering what the ECB would do for next year, particularly. Um, we know they've done a lot and um, for a long time now, so this is just an additional package. You're right, of course, the impact should be minimal considering Again, how much they've been doing and and for a long time, but uh, the expectations were high. High for the states. Um, I mean, we're all seeing these debt levels. This week, Spain issued a new 10-year bond at a negative yield. So we all need to be reassured that rates will stay low and for longer. And that's exactly what the ECB announced uh, with the additional program. Um, So they are, really, officially in a yield curve control, and and the situation could be, uh, in a way, compared to Japan, particularly on the rate side. But I think the ECB is also learning uh, from from the history of the different central bank actions. So, this was also expected because, um, well, Christine Lagarde is not completely new to this job. I mean, she's we've had a few meetings with her, um, but this was her last, her last action of the year, and um, everyone was trying to understand how she would you know, take a decision uh, when we know there was a strong debate within the ECB on this additional package. And from what we understand, she was clearly able to build a consensus. Uh, and, and that's, of course, a major difference versus Mayo Draghi, who wasn't into the consensus, uh, but more on, on taking the decisions himself. And this additional package also has, has an impact for corporates. We know they beneficiate from the same program, uh, investment grade corporates. That's a good thing for spreads. Um, the last part and the impact of these announcements is for SMEs and households. Uh, it's not directly linked to what the ECB is buying, but it's actually um, how much they're improving uh, the access to liquidity through the banking sector. Um, so the banking sector can, you know, increase the loans to the, to the SMEs and households, and that's exactly what we've been seeing over the last months. Uh, of course, this strong rise in loans was due to the uh, guaranteed loans. Um, and, and again, that's, this is extremely important for the economy, not only for rates, but for the economy. This is, this is the whole intention of these many actions from the ECB through their buying program and through um, the uh, liquidity facilities for banks.
0: So in your response there, you mentioned Japan. Uh, We think about low interest rates, low growth, low inflation, arguably ineffective central banks. Are we, in fact, seeing the Japanification of the eurozone?
1: Well, that's what I've been hearing for the last 20 years because I used to be an expert on Japanese debt. So I know all about low yields and how that happened and yield curve control. Um, I mean, the situation is 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 new to the euro area but um i clearly see similar the similarities you're right in the aging population um the inflation target is a major issue and and it's one that was actually raised again uh, again this week by christine lagarde saying you know they're struggling to meet that target so they're they're looking for uh they're they're justifying more action just because of this so Again, I think they're learning the lesson uh, that what they've seen from the BOJ, from the Bank of England, uh, even, even from the Fed, but particularly from the BOJ. And, and also in that global picture, comparing um, uh, Japan to, to the euro area, yes, the debt levels, the low, the low rates, the yield curve control, all of this seems pretty similar. But I see two major differences and which actually uh, bring sources of hope uh, for the euro area. I think the major one is the banking sector. Uh, we know how awful the situation was in the 1990s uh, for the banking sector in Japan. Uh, this is this is not the case in the euro area. Uh, when we look at uh, non-performing loans, that's, that's where it all came from in Japan. And this is not the case today. We know the virus will have an impact. We'll see uh, the default rates uh, increase, of course, but this seems manageable, or at least the ECB is doing everything it can uh, to, to deal with the situation. The second difference um, I, I, I would see uh, versus Japan uh, over the period is is the uh, labor force. Um, you know there are two sides to the unemployment rate. Uh, of course' it's, it's very high in Europe compared to where it was in Japan. so you could think uh, the situation is more dramatic. I see it the other way around. this is this is actually a potential. Uh, for growth potential, for labor force, if the situation gets better, of course there's an if. Uh, but uh, but clearly, this should be seen as as a source for hope and uh, and and having major differences over the long run between what's happening in Japan, what has been happening in Japan, and, and what is happening in the euro area.
0: So that brings me to my next question. Then exactly that, what is your outlook for eurozone bonds in 2021? we see negative interest rates in more and more markets now. So in that environment, where do you see opportunities? And is the bigger risk inflation or deflation?
1: Right, uh, in the euro area, you're, you're, I mentioned this on, on the government debt um, yields are very low, going lower if you look at 10-year yields, but that's only because every time I'm asked about 10-year yields, where they go, I always start by saying, you know, do you know where two-year yields are and where they're going? And um, they've gone down and they've gone down massively and as probably as low as they can get. Uh, you could think I've been I've been saying this for a long time. No, actually I haven't. And um, currently the two-year German rate is at minus 80 basis points. That is very low. Studies from central banks give a level, an equilibrium level, which is globally around 1%, minus 1% for the euro area. So we're extremely close to that target for the two-year rate. So I see this as as a support for rates. I mean, uh, at least some floor on rates. So then if I think two-year rates in Germany uh, to start with are at the floor, then how low can 10-year yields go? Well, around these levels, because the yield curve is not very steep. Uh, it's, I mean, it's extremely flat, actually, much flatter than in the US. Um, it's much flatter than, than in Japan. So I think we've done most of the way on, on longer term yields. And then that's only mentioning two-year and 10-year. Then there's the longer end of the curve. And there, there is a lot more steepness. And we are seeing investors, you know, uh, changing their allocations year after year, going from sovereigns to credit, from credit to sovereigns, depending on that yield curve, depending on those spreads. We know the credit spreads have tightened a lot. So we're seeing investors come back to sovereigns. That can't seem surprising, but actually we had a major uh, issuer recently, which is the European Union, um, issuing new long-term bonds. And we've seen the appetite for from long-term investors on these new bonds. These are social bonds, so an additional reason to buy them. Um, And and this will remain an important uh, source of issue for next year. So we're seeing the appetite um, in in the longer end of the curve, but the potential of course seems pretty limited on sovereigns. The only opportunistic idea still remains on peripheral debts. Italy has performed a lot recently. Uh, The 10-year Italian rates was reduced by half. It was it was around one percent mid September. It's now around 50 basis points. So that has come down a lot, but it's still the only the only story to play opportunistically. I would say in the euro area, probably something like 20 to 30 basis points to gain uh, additionally. Um, so again, then we have to turn to uh, to the private sector. Investment grade credit is already quite rich in terms of spread. Uh, there are still a few names particularly fallen, fallen angels which have fallen into the uh, high yield category, which we like. Um, definitely there's there, are, there will be at some point next year some recovery trades um, on, on, you know, on, on on the worst performing sectors for this year. I'm thinking of course um, of real estate um, or, or some large airline companies in the euro area. And, and considering what I said initially on on the ECB program, um, we also like the banking sector. We've favored uh, the banking sector in Europe, particularly subordinated debts uh, for for a long time now. We think the new measures, the new conditions for the TLTRO, so the program uh, dedicated to banks, is is still a strong support. But uh, the, rec- the most recent and positive news has been, you know, those. Guaranteed loans uh, to households and SMEs because they're, you know, they uh, the banks actually are delivering more loans and those are more secured. So that that should be uh, beneficial to the banking sector. Apart from these euro trades, of course, we also look at on global funds at EM, but that's a completely different story. So I would say on the developed world and particularly in the euro area. Mostly on the spread side and in very specific sectors, we see uh, the biggest opportunities.
0: And about inflation or deflation, where which one keeps you most up at night?
1: A very different story between the U.S. and Europe, of course. In the U.S., yes, we do fear inflation. Everything is in place, you know, for high inflation. Fiscal stimulus, um, hopefully some rebound in the economy. Uh, next year, rates have never been that low ever, ever, Um, so everything is in place for higher inflation, I would say, but only at the end of next year, Um, and that would be a positive story. Um, If we also look in the U.S. at the um, NFIB, an indicator on on where uh, SMEs are are anticipating uh, their increases in salaries, uh, we're seeing these numbers uh, rapidly growing, so there's a strong rebound already in the intentions to raise uh, salaries in the US. So that's that's a very positive news. A very different story, of course, in the euro area. Uh, the unemployment rate is, is way too high for this. Uh, we don't have the same fiscal stimulus. The only source of inflation uh, we could be seeing is higher um, VAT in, in Germany. Uh, so mechanically, we'll be seeing this next year. Uh, also, um, how inflation is calculated um, will have some base effects. Um, so changes in calculations. That's so no secular, no structural inflation, but just uh, just technical. Probably some technical rises in inflation, and and it's clearly the number one concern from the ECB. Again, I mentioned this. They did mention this in 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 this week's uh, communication, and also on 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 inflation. I have to add and they mentioned this, which is very quite rare, is it's the currency. Any major changes in the currency, of course, depending on the level of the currency, of the euro versus the dollar, but also the speed of depreciation, that has an impact on inflation. So uh, we've seen the euro rise. Uh, clearly the ECB is concerned. This could be a source of inflation, but then again, if this goes too quickly, uh, they will act accordingly to reduce uh, these potential impacts.
0: Great. That was very clear, Olivier. But if you permit me, I'll try to summarize what you've shared with us when we talk about what the ECB has done. yeah, uh, Acknowledge that uh, perhaps it wasn't a surprise. They've already clearly been doing a whole lot, but at the same time, expectations were high. And yeah. given that you've had this increase in debt, investors needed to see that the ECB was going to be there. And it does seem to be that that message was given and also important with the uh, subsidized loans to banks to support credit growth in the Eurozone. Nonetheless, that should help boost growth. Mm -hmm. If we think about the Japan question, uh, certainly similarities between the situation in the Eurozone and in Japan, uh, but a very, very crucial difference that you highlighted was that the banking sector is much healthier in the Eurozone than it was in Japan, particularly after the property bubble initially burst in Japan looking for opportunities then you highlighted peripheral eurozone debt some uh, perhaps some of the fallen angels within the credit space in the eurozone and you said you were thinking about recovery trades next year uh, in the real estate sector transportation sector uh, and that now you also believe that the banking sector uh, can be of interest and then finally on the question on inflation uh, certainly a more plausible scenario in the US, though perhaps more towards the end of next year, whereas it's certainly less likely in the Eurozone and the steep rise in the Euro, uh, one of the reasons for that, and something that uh, without question concerns the ECB. Well, that's all for today. If you have any further questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to your BNP Paribas Asset Management contact. My thanks again to Olivier for sharing his insights. This is our last podcast of the year. We hope you will rejoin us in January. Until then, we wish you a very happy and very safe holiday season. Take care. This podcast presentation includes a discussion on current market events and is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BMP Paribas Asset Management.